Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. Join us every other Wednesday when we discuss all things dogs, from health and veterinary care to training and behavior science, as well as the ins and outs of Good Dog and how our platform can help you successfully run your breeding program. Follow us and join Good Dog's mission to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Dog Pod where we discuss all things related to canine health, research, how Good Dog helps breeders run their breeding programs, and so much more. I'm Nicole, the breeder community lead here at Good Dog, and your host for this week's episode. I'm really excited to introduce the topic of today's podcast, which is to take a deep dive into Facebook's latest crackdown on animal sales and how their use of artificial intelligence to enforce their policy has led to the incorrect targeting of responsible dog breeders. I'm joined this week by Kaylin, who is our social lead and social media guru, and together we'll walk you through what you need to know about the changing landscape of using social media to sell dogs and why Good Dog is here to help you. So Kaylin, can you kick things off and tell our listeners what you do here at Good Dog? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I am Good Dog's social and content lead, so I work on all kinds of writing for the website and social media channels including producing videos and managing our brand across all social media platforms. And I know you didn't mention this, but you are also the resident poet laureate at Good Dog. And if you are one of our listeners and you've joined one of our virtual holiday parties, Kaylin is the brains behind those amazing poems that we read every year. So I had to give you a plug for that because you've become very popular among the breeder community for your poems. Thank you. That has been the greatest joy of working here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to keep asking you to write them every year. So this is a special preview for December. (laughs) So since you've been running Good Dog social media pages for quite some time, how have you seen Facebook and Instagram kind of change over the years, particularly with how they treat dog breeders? Yeah, dog breeders have had an uphill battle with all the platforms owned by Meta. So Facebook and Instagram. Specifically, since Facebook started cracking down on enforcing their community policies back around 2019, many breeders ended up in what they were calling Facebook jail at the time. And these platforms were once a great place for breeders to build community and connect with buyers. It was so wonderful that breeders were able to show the behind the scenes of their programs and puppy raising practices, but breeders have never really been able to exist freely with full support on social platforms. And unfortunately, it looks like it's only getting bleaker. So you mentioned Facebook enforcing some of their policies. Can you explain for our listeners who might not be familiar what their policy is on animal sales? Yeah. So at a surface level, just basic animal sales aren't allowed on Meta's platform, so Facebook or Instagram. But it gets a little more complicated once you look at the fine print. Brick and mortar businesses like retail pet shops, legitimate websites, brands, or rehoming shelters are all permitted to share posts about animals for sale. But it gets murky when it comes to how they determine what a legitimate brand or website is. And their reasoning for this policy is because they can't guarantee animal safety in peer-to-peer transactions but responsible breeders are much more likely to prioritize animal safety over retail stores. 
And I think like that in and of itself just shows how little the public really understands about what responsible dog breeders do, because like you said, they're more likely to prioritize animal safety over a retail store. So it doesn't seem very fair that all of a sudden this policy is really diminishing all of the efforts that responsible dog breeders put towards their programs. So I think it just goes to show how much work there is to do to educate the public on everything that breeders really do since they are clearly still so stigmatized. And I'm wondering how you think they've been enforcing this policy throughout the communities on their platform, specifically, I think, with the use of artificial intelligence. Yeah. So more and more tech companies are pivoting towards artificial intelligence. And like you said, Meta specifically uses AI to monitor and enforce their community policies. And their use of AI helps them come through hundreds and hundreds of millions of social media posts every day in a way that's seemingly more efficient and cost effective, but it comes at a different cost. And in terms of monitoring animal sales, do you think this technology has been accurate in flagging the right things? Or do you think some responsible breeders are getting lost in the shuffle? The technology doesn't have the human capacity to judge context and nuance. So it's been really inaccurate, in my opinion, specifically when it comes to moderating animal-related posts. Nuance and context is important in any conversation, but especially in the dog world, as we know, more and more people are reporting that their posts that are completely unrelated to animal sales, it could just be a picture of a dog or a post about a lost dog, they're getting flagged as community violations. And then once they get a certain number of flags on their page or in their group, their page or group or account might get permanently deleted. And there's not really a clear path towards connecting with a real person to resolve the mistake and restore their account. So there's really no recourse that they can take to get their page back, even if they didn't do anything wrong in the first place. We'll talk about this in a little bit, but I think the two of us can actually really speak from experience to the fact that it's really difficult, if not impossible, to connect with a real person, to share your side of things, what you were intending to post, how this isn't violating their policy at all. Good Dog ourselves have actually run into a few issues with policy compliant posts being flagged. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Kaylin and I in our work life have shared how difficult it is to get someone on the phone from Meta to kind of go against one of the flags that they've put on our account. So we are telling you just how difficult it is from experience. It feels nearly impossible. Okay, how do you think the use of artificial intelligence to monitor the platform is impacting responsible dog breeders? Dog breeders are definitely unfairly impacted by this technology. Like we were just saying, even if breeders aren't directly using the platform to market a litter or post about a puppy that's for sale, they're still being censored by Meta's AI. Responsible breeders care so deeply about the well-being of their dogs and where their puppies end up. And they should be allowed to connect with buyers on social media so it's easier for the public to learn about and connect with responsible sources. But breeders are now forced to self-censor just to share their lives and pictures of their dogs on social media. And like I said, even if their posts comply with community policies, they'll still get flagged by Meta's faulty AI. 
it doesn't help the stigma against dog breeders when they're being silenced on platforms that could help demystify dog breeding and shed a light on real responsible breeders and their practices. So I just think it's really unfair and it's a disservice to dog breeders and to buyers who could potentially be learning about and connecting with breeders, but now won't get the opportunity to. Yeah, it really does feel like such a shame and such a missed opportunity. What are some of the repercussions that dog breeders can expect to see? You might find that more of your posts are getting flagged and taken down. If it happens enough times, if you get enough community violations, you could wake up one morning and find that your personal account or your business page or your private group has been completely deleted. And even if you're incredibly careful around what you're sharing, don't be surprised if a post as simple as a picture of a puppy is flagged as a community violation. And I know I alluded to this earlier, but have any of Good Dog's social media pages been impacted by this new way of enforcement? This has been a real pain point in our work life recently. But yeah, a few months ago, I woke up in the middle of the night to a bunch of phone calls because our Instagram had been completely deleted due to a mistake by the AI. And the post was just an informative post around health testing specific to Dalmatians. And there was a picture of a Dalmatian puppy and then an infographic. It was on our Instagram. It got flagged. Our entire account got deleted. And I was very lucky to be able to go through our Facebook representative that we have here at Good Dog to sort of raise the issue and say, this was the post. It definitely was aligned with your community policies. We weren't trying to sell a puppy. We were just trying to educate people around health testing. And a real person immediately flagged it and was like, oh, this is totally fine. And our account was restored. But most people aren't so lucky as there are minimal paths towards restoring a deleted account or contacting a real person. And like you said before, our private breeder Facebook group has had several posts flagged recently, and we've had to be really, really careful around what we're posting there now because we're afraid that the group could get completely deleted. And on our Good Dog Facebook page, we've had a bunch of videos incorrectly flagged and taken down. So it's been happening across all of our social channels that are owned by Meta for quite a while. And it's made supporting our community so much harder because we have to be really careful about what we're posting. Yeah, it feels like it's gotten a little bit worse and more significant lately. This might just be my observations, but it feels like the flags and the violations are becoming more and more frequent. And I'm wondering if that is in relation to the AI and then it's just picking up on things that shouldn't be picked up on. I know you and the rest of our team are always very careful to post things that are educational about canine health and breeders and things that we know should be allowed. So there's frustration there. But I think what you described about just waking up in the middle of the night to see something that you've worked so hard on just completely vanished is very, very scary. And I can't imagine what that would feel like for a breeder who is literally relying on their Facebook page as their sole way of connecting with people, their sole way of running their business. So this really is a very real thing that can mean the cost of thousands of dollars for a program, the loss of a program, all of these very scary things. All right, everyone, you are listening to the Good Dog Pod. We'll be right back. 
Is maintaining your breeding program's website becoming costly and difficult to manage? Good Dog has the solution. Good Dog provides members of our Good Breeder community with free, professionally designed profiles powered by design support from our professional graphic designers and 24-7 technical support from our team of cybersecurity experts and software engineers. Using your Good Breeder profile, you can post available, expected, or planned letters to connect with Good Dog applicants, display the health testing you perform on your breeding dogs, share your transport options, and securely accept dog payments and more. Good breeders are always in control of and free to edit their profiles, and our team of experts is always on hand to help good breeders tailor their profiles to their liking. We work hard to send you quality applicants because we believe good breeders deserve the best homes for their dogs. We invest in online marketing campaigns and search engine optimization strategies to help bring you educated good dog applicants from across the country so you don't have to worry about it. We're here to empower good breeders with the power of technology while providing our community with 24-7 tech and design support to help good breeders create profiles that highlight each of their breeding programs and show interested buyers just how amazing your dogs truly are. Make your program's costly and difficult to maintain website a thing of the past by applying to join our good breeder community at gooddog.com slash join. So looking to the future, do you think Facebook will be a reliable way for breeders to sell their puppies and connect with interested buyers? Unfortunately, unless they make serious changes, I don't think any of the platforms owned by Meta are a place that dog breeders should rely on. And it is unfortunate because it was a great place for breeders to connect with other breeders and and buyers and stay in touch with buyers who already had puppies from them and build communities, build their business presence. But it's still okay to invest a bit of your time there, especially if you've already built out groups and communities. But the algorithm and the AI moderation, I think, will only become more and more difficult to contend with as time goes on. It's a platform that doesn't operate with the best interests of dog breeders in mind. And it takes a lot of time and dedication to build up your business on social media and manage it. And all of that could be taken away in the middle of the night just by a simple mistake. So it is unfortunate. But I think, like you said before, there's just a fundamental misunderstanding of how responsible breeders operate. And that's coming through AI and how they're moderating their communities. Yeah. And I think one of the main things it comes back to is that Facebook was just simply not built with dog breeders in mind. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like they've ever spoken to a dog breeder or gotten any perspectives on what a responsible dog breeder actually does. So it is very frustrating that this platform that has been so useful to dog breeders in the past really wasn't built with their best interest in mind to actually help them. All of that is to say, I think the Facebook landscape is really changing and is no longer a reliable or safe way to sell puppies. And Good Dog really remains committed as a free platform dedicated to supporting and empowering breeders and helping you find great homes for your puppies and successfully run your breeding programs from start to finish, because that is specifically what we were built to do. We were built with dog breeders in mind. We spoke to many, many dog breeders. We continue to speak to many dog breeders to make sure that your perspectives and your needs are always reflected in our product and in our platform. And we're really proud to invest in things like search engine optimization strategies and paid ad campaigns to 
bring you to your buyers from across the country all for free. So the way that you might have used to rely on Facebook to connect you with people, which it really was a great tool to connect with potential buyers, we are now able to offer that to you completely for free. And I know Facebook does offer advertising options, but those can be costly. And at Good Dog, it really matters to us that everything we offer our breeders is completely free because you're, of course, putting so much into your programs already, investing so much time and money. This is our way of giving something back to you to really help you run your programs more efficiently and do it in a much more cost-effective way. And even the cost of maintaining a website, it can just be an added expense to a program. So we're really here to give you all of those services completely for free. Something very cool that was shared with me from one of the members of our product team recently is that we currently have over 1.5 million visitors coming to Good Dog each month looking to connect with breeders in our community. And in case you're interested in learning more about Good Dog's approach to bringing you buyers and all of the SEO that we invest in, I recommend listening to a previous podcast episode that we recently did all about how Good Dog brings you applicants. And we'll link it in the show notes so you can listen to that. And one of our product team members walks through how Good Dog does things like win over Google search results, which is a very complicated thing, how we put together our social ad campaigns and more. So encourage you to click the link in the show notes to listen to that. And I really think that by empowering our community with technology and a safe way to showcase their program, responsible breeders are really readily available to post their available litters securely collect their payments and connect with serious and committed applicants without worrying about losing their profiles or being monitored. So Kaylin, through your experience leading our social platforms, I know you've been able to connect with many breeders and buyers who've had Good Dog success stories. How have you seen the impact that Good Dog can have on how breeders connect with buyers? I think that's one of my favorite things about working here because I get to hear all of the amazing stories about the relationships buyers build with their breeders through Good Dog. The breeder is like the hero of the puppy search journey for people. And I know all the effort that they pour into raising their puppies and placing them in great homes means so much to the owners. So many buyers emphasize how much they learned about responsible breeding through their journey with their Good Dog breeder and how precious their relationship with their breeder became as they were picking their puppy and planning pickup day and then even beyond pickup day. And like you said, we're just really dedicated to connecting serious, responsible buyers with our breeder community and in the process doing everything we can to destigmatize breeders to the public. So for so many owners, just getting their puppy through a breeder that's on Good Dog isn't just a one-stop shop, but it's the beginning of a lifelong relationship. And they want their breeder to be part of every aspect of the puppy raising journey. They almost feel like they can't do it without their breeder because they respect them so much as an expert on their breed. And they want to do everything they can to be the best dog owner that they can be for this precious puppy that the breeder raised so carefully. I speak to so many buyers who just respect and treasure their breeder and their breeder relationship so much. And I feel like that's one of the really special things about the good dog community. I agree. Those stories literally never get old. They always make me so happy to read. And I think it kind of is the culmination of 
all of the work that we're doing at Good Dog, all of the work that breeders are doing for their programs, and they always result in these really great, wonderful relationships that buyers are able to have with their breeders and then ultimately finding their new puppy, completing a family. It's all really just the best part of being here. We're also here to help you do even more than just place your pups in great homes. And in addition to this secure and effective way that we're offering you to place your puppies, breeders in our community receive access to world-class breeder education because education and canine health is so important to our core mission here at Good Dog. We offer legal support and exclusive discounts and resources to save money and energy so you can really spend time on what matters most, which is being with your dogs and raising the great dogs that you do. So breeders in our community access resources like legal resources, like sample dog contracts created by our team of lawyers, a free payment system built for breeders designed to keep you safe from scams when accepting puppy payments, a $100 screening test discount to be used annually, as well as discounts on genetic testing, microchips, and more. And of course, 24-7 support from our team of real dedicated breeder specialists that are here to support your program in any way possible. So kind of the direct opposite of what Kaylin and I were talking about with dealing with Facebook support. I hope anyone listening to this who is part of our Good Breeder community already can attest to the fact that your good dog specialist is just the most wonderful person to work with. They answer very quickly. They are there 24-7 to help with any problem, no matter how big or how small. And I think that is just one of the aspects of good dog that really sets us apart and makes us so special is that good dog specialist team, the help that they offer our breeders. When we do our holiday party every year, that is time and time again, the number one thing that is shared from members of our community that their favorite thing is their good dog specialists and how great they are to work with. So that I think is one of the huge benefits of good dog is that there's always someone in your corner to help you. So with all of this in mind, I'm sure many of you are wondering, what do I do next? What is important? What are the steps I need to take to keep my program safe? So if you're already a member of our Good Breeder community, it's more important than ever to keep your Good Dog profile up to date by posting your available litters, your puppy photos, your breeding dog information, and more. You can always reach out to your Good Dog specialist by emailing breederteam at gooddog.com if you have questions about what to add to your Good Breeder profile or how to get started connecting with Good Dog buyers. And if you are not yet a member of our community and you're looking for a safer and free way to place your puppies, please apply to join at gooddog.com slash join, which you can find in our show notes. We would absolutely love to have you join our Good Breeder community and see what we're all about. And I think that's all we have for today. Thank you, Kaylin, for being here and kind of giving us all of your social media knowledge. It was so great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited too that I was able to chat with you and I hope that we can build a community that breeders can rely on since they've been through so much in the social media landscape over the years. And we will definitely keep guiding you through that and always look out for Kaylin's amazing posts on Facebook because they are just the best. And I always see the amazing amount of shares that they get, how breeders really resonate with them and relate to them. So always keep an eye out for those. And thank you all for joining and listening today. As we work toward a world where dog breeders are destigmatized, we'll still have to contend with elements that are out of our hands, like unreliable technology. 
Investing in platforms that don't have the best interests of breeders in mind cuts into the time and effort it takes to grow and manage a breeding program. Maintaining pages and profiles takes work, and all of that can be stripped away with just one accident. Good Dog is a place to change all of that, a place for breeders to thrive without an algorithm looking over their shoulder. Thank you all so much for joining today and for listening to this episode. If this is a topic that you'd like to hear us discuss more of, definitely let us know by emailing breederteam at gooddog.com. And we will see you back here September 6th for our next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Good Dog Pod. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode, so be sure to subscribe to The Good Dog Pod on your favorite podcast platform.